Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My top. What's your favorite freezer meal? 651 641 1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And Bradley, why are we asking people what freezer meal they um, like the best? Because I would like to fill my freezer with freezer meals this weekend, and um, I'm just tired of the same old stuff. So I thought, you know, I know My Talk listeners have really great recipe ideas. So if you do, 651 641 1071, add to the list of fabulous freezer meals it's just nice to be able to pull something out of the freezer on a wednesday and uh you know either shove it in a crock pot or if it's you know in a pan stick it in the oven um 651-641-1071 freezer meals you know there used to be and i don't i I don't know if they're still around like they used to be those places where you could go Mm -hmm. and put together a freezer like they would have all of the ingredients there and you'd stand at your little station there is a place like that i can't remember the name of it yeah and you'd dump everything in your bag uh-huh. and then you'd get and then you'd put the directions and you'd go home and you'd have four or five and i know people still do parties yeah where you make I, freezer meals yeah and i just you know i thought this weekend i'm just gonna do a bunch because i usually food prep for the week but um sometimes i just want to like pull out a bag and not have to chop up a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff on a tuesday so. mm-hmm. 651-641-1071 what's your favorite freezer meal um i will say at least for us i i do like to make something that I can just dump into the crock pot um, because I do love the crock pot. And so oftentimes I will get all the stuff together for a pot roast and throw that in the freezer and then you can just dump that out. Um, And same thing with chili. Yeah, Like those are easy and yummy. Um, We've got Amy on the line. Hi, Amy. Hi, Amy. What's your favorite freezer meal? Hello. I love to do lasagna and enchiladas because they always take so much time. So if I'm making one, then I just make an extra one to toss in the freezer or give to my grandparents so they have something else to eat. Oh, that's a good idea. And then you just put it in the pan and stick the pan in the freezer and then pull it out or? Yep. I just throw it in a lot of times, especially if I'm going to make them for my grandparents. I go get uh, those toss away tinfoil pans. Oh, yeah, for sure. And just toss those in, put instructions on top in on the aluminum foil and throw it in the freezer. Yeah, no, that's a great yeah, that's idea. smart to do. Thank you, Amy, for Especially your call. Enchiladas. Yeah, and it's smart to do it when you're already doing it because then you have a surprise free meal later. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Another sure. great freezer meal is ice cream. <laughs> that's hilarious. Melissa's on, <laughs> Melissa's on the line. Hi, Melissa. What's your favorite freezer meal? My favorite one is just making chicken tacos ahead of time, and it's super easy. It's chicken breast. Salsa, a cup of salsa, you know, some chicken season or some taco seasoning, yeah. and then some broth, uh-huh. and then I put it in my instant pot for eight minutes, and then I have I take it out of there when it's done, shred it up, and then put it in my um, freezer. Oh, and then you just pull out the fixins on the night of. Yep, and you can do it. You know, you can just set it out on the counter the day of, or you can just throw it in the crock pot yeah. in the morning, and you're good to go. No, I love it. That's a great, great. idea. Thank you, Melissa. Um, I, I don't know when the last time you journeyed over to Pinterest was. 
Oh, gosh. I Well, the reason, uh, the main reason I brought the question today is because I had spent some time on YouTube just looking through YouTube ideas yeah. for freezer meals, and there's some great ones there. You know, and the thing about what's on Pinterest, and probably they're doing on those YouTube videos, is they will give you the whole ingredient list yeah. and give you five different menu items that reuse some of the things yeah. in the ingredient so you don't have list. To, yeah, you yeah. don't want to have to buy like 50 ingredients for yes. something. Yeah, I'm all for ease and simple. Also, if I may just say, yeah. when you freeze things in bags flat, it's very nice for the freezer space saving. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. Like you're not piling a bunch of wieldly boxes in the freezer or you know oh, yeah no ziploc bags ziploc freezer bags clean. are great and i clean. also i love my um food saver the food saver Oof. thing so it sucks all the air out that is one of my favorite kitchen tools oh for sure i love me a food saver six five one six four one one oh seven one what is your fra- favorite favorite freezer, freezer meal. meal holly you don't probably do freezer meals do you i freeze leftovers sometime sure. yeah but whether or not I actually get to them is another thing, <laughs> right? Are you like your freezer is like sort of the the land that time forgot? Well, I've got some a split pea soups mm. and some other stews that I need to make before the end of the winter. Otherwise, it's just in the trash you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, you know, I maybe. think it's good to inventory your freezer maybe monthly. I try to like honestly, I've gotten so much better about rotating the freezer. Like I don't if if we ain't gonna eat it within the month, mm-hmm. it don't go in the freezer. I mean, we we have a small freezer, so it's not like we have a you know a jumbo freezer in the basement or something mm-hmm. where I could put half a cow. So I try. Other than you know, like there is one drawer that's got the stuff that's gonna you know like the sweet corn that I you know sealed up from the summer that I want to eat mm-hmm. in the middle of the winter. But most other things like meat, I try not to keep more meat in there than I need. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta use Cause that. Otherwise it's just like you keep buying meat and then you, that other meat just sits there. Right. So Brenda's on the line. Hi Brenda. Hi, Brenda. Brenda, what's your favorite freezer meal? I make Italian meatballs and then I partition them off into um, sizes for our dinner for my husband and I, mm. and I dump the frozen meatballs that I've made from scratch into the ragu spaghetti sauce, and I add some cream, whole cream, and some Parmesan cheese, mm. and I let it simmer for about 45 minutes, yeah, and do. then pour it over spaghetti or um, any pasta noodles, Yum. and it's just amazing. And then the other thing I do is I make my own chicken a la king, okay. and I make a double batch of it, and then freeze the second batch, and then serve it over Pepperidge Farm pastry shells with oh, um, green peas. So good. Yum. That sounds amazing. <laughs> now, that's a great idea to make a double batch, and then you can use yep. it for a different dish. I love good that. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Brenda. And meatballs. I mean, meatballs are a wonderful thing. I, I do make meatballs and freeze them, because then you can literally just pull them out. And I you know, I used to always like uh, cook meatballs in the oven, and now I just do them on the stovetop, because it takes like... Just like cooking a burger, it takes like 10 minutes mm-hmm. at most. And you've mm-hmm. got crispy, yummy Juicy, meatballs. crispy, yeah. yummy. Mm. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear about your freezer meal freezer adventures meals. next well, week. Yeah, thank you guys for the uh, suggestiones. Uh, and might I recommend Pinterest? Oh, for if sure. If you really yeah. want to go down. Pinterest is, yeah. A rabbit hole. There are tons and tons of recipes. For Pinterest sure. is one of those things that is so never-ending that it almost is overwhelming. Yeah. Because that's how I do menu planning during the week. I go to my Pinterest page and yeah. 
pull things up and then more things show up and you, it's it never ends, you yeah. guys. And then you're just sitting there scrolling. And I don't know if I've ever made the same recipe twice. That's how yeah. excited I get about Pinterest. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, will Britney Spears be going to Congress? She's been invited, you guys. We'll talk a little bit about that invitation and what specifically they are uh, looking to her to talk about and address when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, is Britney Spears bound for our nation's capital to uh, speak to Congress? That's the question on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And it's a real question because apparently she has been invited. Britney going to Washington? So Mr. She, Smith? She got, uh, she actually posted yesterday on her Instagram uh, a picture of a letter she received. Congress of the United States uh, from uh, two members of Congress, Charlie Crist and Eric Swalwell. She says she received this letter months ago, and it is an invitation to come and speak uh, and share her story about the uh, what's the word dissolution of her conservatorship. Sure. Yeah. And in the in her post, she says, I got this a while ago. I was really flattered at the time, but I wasn't in a state of healing like I am now to even consider it. Um, she said, when I got this, though, I felt like I mattered for the first time in my life. And she again says, uh, you know, talks about her family going against her uh, and that it's been really hard for her to find people to show empathy. And she says, I'm not trying to be a victim. Um but I am pretty messed up by it all. Uh, and she said, I would, I want to help others in vulnerable situations take life by the bulls and be brave. I wish I would have been. I was so scared and nothing is worse than your own family doing what they did to me. I'm lucky to have a small circle of adorable friends who I can count on. In the meantime, thank you, Congress, for inviting me to the White House. The letter, what I find really interesting about the letter is it clear. First of all, it's like a very generous lovely letter yeah um at the end of it it basically tells Brittany she's under no obligation to do this um the only thing she's obligated to do is to continue to fight for her own rights which is lovely a lovely sentiment but the two major things that they point out and this is really timely because there is a, a bill that has been introduced uh in Congress that they're calling the Britney bill, which is meant to crack down on conservatorship abuse. Sure. But the two things that they outline are the very things that we've talked about so many times on this very show Mm -hmm. that Britney was not able to select her own lawyer. Yeah. And also that she was forced to work for other people's benefit under this conservatorship, which seems like that should not be a thing. If you can't take care of yourself, how can you work for yourself? Exactly. Well, and yeah, exactly. How can you work, period? And then also take into account that other people are benefiting from that. The thing I just find so interesting about this is it is an example of how truly a movement that was just started by fans of Britney who were seeing glimmers of things that didn't add up. Yeah. That that has moved us all the way to this place where there might be lasting change as a result of it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, again, it's just a testament to the power of like what a social, what social media can do for the good. Right. 
Absolutely. So anyway, no word on whether or not Britney's actually going to travel and speak before Congress. But I, I just feel like she's probably not. I mean, I don't feel like she's just I, I just don't see her making that public effort right now. Anytime well, soon. Well, that kind of was my second thought, which was I think we all kind of want to hear more of the story. Um, and I, I just wonder how she's how she fields requests because this is by no means the only request for her to talk about the conservatorship this is one that could make some lasting change yeah but i think a lot of people want to hear britney's story from britney um and when she talks about how she when she first got this letter she wasn't in the healing space that she's in now yeah it's still only been a few months so you know i'm not saying she hasn't done any healing i'm just saying that's a lot to confront. Oh yeah, that's why I say I don't. I don't feel like it's probably going to happen anytime soon because I just don't think we've gotten to a place where she's, you know, feels comfortable with people. Much less like let's be around all the people. Right. Like that might be a lot of for her right now. Right. Right. But big news anyway, and amazing that she's um, been invited. Yeah, and it's a huge opportunity for her to bring light to something that's very important. And there are other celebrities that are dealing with this right now, but even more importantly, there are a bunch of people that aren't celebrities who deal with this on a daily basis. And so it's an issue that hopefully, regardless of whether or not she shows up, um, you know, lawmakers will try to address. Well, and it's interesting and timely, especially given the conversation we've been having about Wendy Williams and um, the guardianship hearing that she's about to be facing right because again here there's another celebrity and there are questions being asked about her ability to manage her own estate and it seems like in the in the past other celebrities have been subject to conservatorships there's that star trek actress whose name i don't remember uh lieutenant who uh who who wrote um yes Oh, what's the actress her name? Nichelle Nichols. Nichelle Nichols. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, yes, she uh, has been fighting with. Well, people have been fighting with each other who are supposed to be responsible to her. So that's yeah, that's another high profile case. Absolutely, and she also has been working while also under this conservatorship uh, and having to go to comic cons and do autograph signings and that kind of thing. And so I think you know they raise really good questions about how do you defend yourself in a conservatorship when you're not able to defend yourself in a conservatorship. Yeah. And and, I mean, and again, if you're, I mean, if you're not able to do that as somebody as powerful as Britney Spears, how can you do that? If you're just like, you know, people that aren't looking right, right. Like nobody's paying attention to, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are manipulated for the purpose of getting you know, control Mm -hmm. of their money. Yeah. Would not be surprised. Absolutely. And I don't know if people do really realize that this this was not on the radar just of pop culture. This is on the radar of, you know, when it's when Congress is reaching out to Britney Spears, like that is a story that has that has transcended just our gossip news. Oh, for sure. Um, It has real world implications. I was also going to say, I think a lot of this has to do with state laws. And so it'd be interesting to see what the difference is, because I think a lot of times, you know, you see a problem like Britney Spears and people go, well, Congress should pass something. Well, I don't know that Congress is maybe um, I mean, it could be the right place. And I don't know what this particular bill does, but I would imagine that each individual state 
generally sets those conservatorship laws, because I know California's was very specifically part of the problem in this case. So I would hope that at the state level, they're also working to address some of those inequities. So really quick, the that Brittany bill that you were talking about, uh, it's the Freedom and Right to Emancipate from Exploitation Act a.k.a. the FREE Act, so that's the acronym, uh, if passed, it would allow individuals who have a judge-appointed private conservator to petition to have that person replaced by a state-employed public guardian. Um, so, again, the, in this case, it would have been having Jamie Spears moved aside and have having well, Brittany would have the chance to like right. petition the court to say, Hey, like, I don't want my yeah. dad taking care of yeah. this. He's but mismanaging as we've it. seen like the, the danger is that you, I mean, the court is not always on the side of the, the conservator. Mm-hmm. So again, it's better to have more tools than less. Well, we shall see. We are all desperate to hear Brittany tell her own story. But uh, Write that book, girl. Just FYI, Congress asked first. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid idiots. idiots. After this on My Talk 1071. People doing dumb things. We do love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world's full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the stadium. Like Georgia, we are meeting a 43 year old woman from Georgia named Robin Folsom, and uh, she was the director of external affairs for the state of Georgia. So kind of high ranking. She had an important job. Well, in October of 2020, she told HR that she was pregnant. Okay. And then she announced in May that she had given birth. And so she was given seven weeks of paid leave. And then she started sending pictures of her new baby to some of her coworkers. And the coworkers were like, these babies all look a little different from each other. That's not how many babies did you have? I mean, she could have had multiples, right? But they were always just one at a time. And they didn't look anything like each other. Okay, so... And so the office, like, the coworkers went to their superior and they said, something's not right here. These babies don't look alike. So they launched an investigation and found out that, indeed, she had not had a child. She faked her pregnancy? She faked her pregnancy. Why? But wait, because she wanted seven weeks of maternity leave. Oh, so she just did it for the time off? Yeah. Wow. But wait. There are easier ways to get time off. There's more. This was not the first time that she had done it. Oh my God, she had fake children everywhere? She had had also claimed to have given birth in July of 2020, and she did not. So she had two fake pregnancies, resulting in a grand total of 14 weeks of paid leave. Oh. And she had never had any babies. You would have thought she would have just invented an illness or something and gotten like a, what do you call that, FMLA or something, right? right? I mean... Instead of making fake babies. Right? 
she was indicted on three felony counts of making false statements and one count of identity fraud, which is also a felony. I do think it is a little hinky the way, though, they say, like, and the babies featured in photos seem to have varying skin tones. I mean, that's entirely possible. Right. So. But, I, you know, obviously they were right to look check. into it. Yeah. Find that she had absolutely so what happened no babies. To her? Did she have to give all that money back? Uh, I don't know, but she's been indicted on three felony counts of making false statements, and she's been charged with one yeah, count of identity fraud. She's so going to have to pay that money that's back. That's a lot of fa- fa- felonies. Oh, excuse me? Felonies. Yeah. She's had a lot of felonies. Um, again, I think there are easier ways to get out of going to work, or maybe just get a different job. Mm-hmm. If you don't like going to work that much, my Lord. Mm-hmm. You might not be in the right place. No. Also, from what I understand, there are jobs out there. It seems like right it. Right now. Right? Mm-hmm. Where are we going next? Uh, we're going to Abilama, otherwise known as Alabama, mm. and specifically Auburn, Alabama. And I want to tell you, it's a sad story with a crazy, stupid oh, ending. So we're going to go to a sad place and then a happy place, but really just a dumb place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to take you to Auburn, Alabama, and I want to tell you about a man who was arrested after doing something that I think a lot of people who've lost a loved one have. What are you shaking? Your I head read for? this story the other day. Oh, it's so okay. like obnoxious. So, so for the uh, the audience who doesn't know, let me tell you that an Alabama man was arrested after he did something that, again, as I said, many people have probably done in their life, although maybe not quite to this level of creativity. Mm-hmm. What he did was, well, first, the sad story. Remember, I told you we'll start with a sad story. His name is Winchester Hagens, and he is from Auburn, Alabama. He lost his fiance in a car crash, sadly, back so in January sad. of 2021. Um, she was killed, apparently, just a month after he'd proposed. So, obviously, just, you know, heartbroken, tragic, terrible story. Well... Apparently, she loved flowers, but she hated cut flowers. Mm -hmm. And so he decided that he was going to build a planter box at her graveside so that he could grow some living flowers for her, which actually is totally fine, according to the cemetery, assuming that, um, you know, the family doesn't object. Like, you can't just go putting planter boxes on people's gravesites if their family doesn't want that. And it's so lovely because, you know, he's thinking about what she wanted and he's, I mean, it's so sweet. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, um, then I said the story was going to go to crazy stupidity at town. So sad story. He does a thing. And then one day uh, he parks his car and there's a police officer outside and the police officer says, I need you to get out of the car, please. I have a warrant for your arrest. And he's like, well, why do you have a warrant for my arrest? Well, apparently somebody in the family objected to his planter box Mm -mm. and signed a warrant. In fact, her father. The, his dear departed uh, betrothed father signed a warrant to arrest her fiance, widowed widower fiance. Uh, and so he was arrested for putting flowers on the grave of his his now deceased fiance. I mean, that's a little aggressive. Maybe a phone call first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, um, not a huge fan. Like, allow him to explain why. Have a little heart to heart. It's a beautiful little, um, a beautiful little planter box. It shows photos of the two of them together holding hands with their, you know, rings before she, again, like this happened months before she passed away. Tragically. Anyway, um, so he he had to be arrested. That's so sad. Yeah. Uh, on by the way, also, do you think maybe we could handle this a little differently than handcuffing and taking someone right. to jail on quote suspicion? Not 
suspicion of littering. Of littering. Literally, suspicion of littering. I suspect a lot of people of littering. I mean, I just don't feel... I feel like they could have spent their time doing something else. Agreed. So, womp womp. I would like to arrest the dad for being rude. Yeah, I know. Or just being a jerk. That's no way to... Listen, I will just say, it seems like a lot of parties are grieving. Yeah. Sometimes grief comes out a little yeah, but sideways. Maybe just like reach out and you know touch call someone, someone, have a little conversation. Say, hey, maybe I don't like that. Ugh. Where are we going next? We're going to Massachusetts. We're going to What's New- going on there? Newton, Massachusetts. Oh, Newton, Mass. Oh man. Okay, so it's February, and February is Black History Month. Mm, yeah. Um, Massachusetts Montessori school teacher decided that she was going to take a unique angle on celebrating oh, no. such a month. This is not going to end well if it's oh, like crazy, stupid idiots. It is not going to end well. Okay. It's going to be real uncomfortable. All right. A preschool teacher created her own curriculum for Black History Month. Okay. That included asking... Can I ask a dumb question? Please. Well, I shouldn't ask. I'll, I'll read. Never mind. Um, she... Instructed the preschoolers in her classroom to make masks that were essentially blackface masks. What? As part of her curriculum. Why would she do that? So the parents come pick the kids up at school and the kid is like, we did this assignment. We did this. And here's my mask on paper plates. And the parents were incensed. And reported it to the school. I, uh, my dumb question was: Is it, was this teacher white? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, this teacher, what was she? Thinking? I know. Well, now it goes from bad to worse. So, I, I mean, that was bad. Actually, the good what, thing did, is the teacher was fired. Okay. Yeah. But wait, well, there's more. But I, yeah, I guess a little bit. More. I would also like firing. Yes. But does she understand what she did? That's a great question. Because I feel like I want someone to explain to her why this was not good. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what? I, I have not heard from the teacher herself. And actually, we don't even really have a name of the teacher. Okay. However, um, what we do have is a uh, a letter from the daycare, which is not very... It doesn't take a lot of accountability or ownership. And then they... Oh, like they were like, oh, this is not our problem. This Basically. Um, you hired a woman who thought it was a good idea. Also, did you... What? Then they shut their Facebook account down. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just don't think that there's going to be a lot of good coming from this Newton, Massachusetts Montessori school anytime soon. So if you've got children in the Newton area and you're looking for a preschool, might I recommend maybe not uh what's it called? I love I C K I C Kids. Oh, I C Kids. Apparently you don't. Um, Darnell Williams, former CEO of the Urban League of Eastern Massachusetts, said the classroom teacher responsible for the lesson who's now been fired needed to do basic research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quote, they should have called somebody that they knew of African-American descent and said, what do you think about this? They would have shut it down immediately. immediately. Yeah, of course. Unbelievable. Also, I mean, yes, and most other people mm-hmm. hopefully would have said the same thing. Yep. 
Like, I think that doesn't sound like a good idea. In fact, that sounds like a terrible idea. Also, what? I would like to, and I hope you guys are okay with this. I have not checked this out with you. Um, But I would like to just offer Team Cobra's services. Anytime you think, I have an idea. I'd like to see if that sounds like a good idea. Send us an email. We'll tell you if you'll end up on Crazy Stupid Idiots or not. Because we've done this long enough. We know the kinds of things that land you in this segment. Also, if you have to ask, it's probably not a good idea. That is a good rule yeah, right let's there. Do that. Play the home yeah, game. Keep that one in your. If you have back to ask pocket. yourself, then the answer is no. Exactly. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, the answer is yes. Though, when it comes to the throwback live, or will it be yes? Well, I don't know because Not we haven't known many week. answers this week. We're going to play the throwback live after this on My Talk One Hundred Seven One.